Are you interested in truth that never changes? Are you interested in abundant life? Are you interested in the power to literally speak your good day into existence? Are you interested in having all your past sins and shame erased as if they never happened? Jesus Christ delivers all of that and so much more so that it boggles the imagination of man. If you are not born again, born a second time, make today your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. To those of you who are saved, click on and renew your confession with me today. It will bring joy and renewal to your soul. Do it now. We'll wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, James chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed by mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therefore bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. God said, Hebrews 11:3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Psalms 50, verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken, and called the earth from the rising of the sun, unto the going down thereof. Man said the scriptures are not to be taken literally or viewed as inerrant. They are open to anyone's interpretation. Now the record. There are over 35 subjects on God said, man said, that deal with the deep foundational secrets of words, and our knowledge in this marvel of God literally grows daily. It is surely true that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Harnessing the power of the tongue is the believer's quest for godliness, godlikeness. To be absent from this challenge is to be absent from it all. It is truly amazing to behold the literalness of God's inerrant truth. God's word is literal spiritually or literal physically, and the switch to flip is readily apparent. On this website, there are presently 438 feature articles archived in text and streaming audio that confirm the veracity of the Word of God. Every Thursday evening, God willing, it grows by one. This feature deals with the power of words. At the end of this article, we will list specific related subjects. They will surely help you in the quest 
of fully harnessing the tongue. These are the very last days, brethren, and all our skills and powers will need to be employed. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're so glad you've come. Everything is literally constructed directly or indirectly out of words. Students of the Bible have some understanding of this principle. A couple of short paragraphs of review are needed here to set the stage. Years ago, I was talking to a man about Jesus Christ. He told me that what I had to offer was just words, as though words were of no consequence. I asked him, What if I can prove to you that all things are created from words? He answered me in a challenging tone, Try it. The following explanation ensued. I asked him how he arrived at the event we were attending. He said he had driven up in his car. I told him I would prove that his auto was a simple compilation of words. I explained. Long before the first car was ever created, a man rode down the road in a horse-drawn buckboard, taking all day to do what takes just minutes in our modern vehicles. He thought, boy, I'd love to have a horseless carriage. Those were silent words within his head. He went home and grabbed a tablet and pencil and wrote down his plan to create a horseless carriage, written words. I asked the man with whom I was speaking what we had so far, and he rightly responded, words. Next, the excited inventor went out into the field and dug up some iron ore that God had spoken into existence out of that which is invisible, processed it into steel, and drove away in the first car, his horseless carriage. I asked my friend, what is a car made of? He responded, words. Everything is made of words, God's words. Learning to speak the language of unfeigned faith is such a marvelous thing. When we become born again, we enter into the invisible kingdom of God. Jesus said in Luke 17, 20 and 21, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. This new life in the invisible kingdom has a totally new language. Speaking this new language is imperative. Because everything is made out of words, the words we speak actually create things. Jesus commanded the Christians the following in Matthew 5:44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Loving everybody is a requirement of godliness. Is there somebody in your life's history that you do not love? Do you want to correct this issue? In this early demonstration of the power of words, we can transform this circumstance. Take an honest moment and make a mental list of those you do not love. Think of each one for a few seconds. Now we will apply godly words. While thinking of the people in your mental list, repeat with me out loud. Are you ready? I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. Now maintain this confession regardless of the situations that arise, and you will be free from bitterness, no matter how carnally justifiable it is, because uh, bitterness is a fruit of evil, and it kills but remember, we're going to do this with just words. End of quote. Proverbs 18.21, quoted earlier, reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, 
we must be extremely careful of what we say. James chapter 3 verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Can it be literally true? Can death and life be in the power of a man's tongue? Can the tongue actually, literally, defile the whole body? The answers are being revealed in the latest discoveries of today's field of neuroscience. How does a thought, words, enter my body and cause death or life? The following paragraphs are from a book titled Deadly Emotions, under the heading How Emotions Turn into Disease, to, to disease excuse me, written by Don Colbert, M.D. We can sum up in one word the basic communication link between what we think in the brain and what we experience in the cells of the body, neuropeptides. Now, before your eyes glaze over and you assume that I'm going to assault you with a list of medical mumbo-jumbo, let me assure you that I'm going to describe the physical process of how emotions turn into disease in very simple terms. Those of you uh, who are physicians or medical researchers may find this explanation overly simplified, but I ask for your patience. Dr. Candace Pert, a noted stress researcher, demonstrated that a certain class of our immune cells, the monocytes, have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors that are a perfect fit for neuropeptides. All of the monocytes have these receptor sites. The brain produces the neuropeptides, which are chains of amino acids, and conducts them along the nervous cells throughout the body. They are like the keys that fit into the molecular locks of every cell of the body. Dr. Pert has called them bits of brain floating through the body. The brain talks to the immune cells all over the body, and in turn, the immune system cells communicate back to the brain using these messengers called neuropeptides. If your brain interprets physical perceptions as anger, fear, or depression, every immune cell of your body knows that interpretation very quickly. End of quote. Controlling our thoughts and thus our reactions to situations is a matter of words. I am personally in the marketing business, the word business. Over the years, my company has conducted marketing campaigns for various healthcare providers. In promoting one particular field, we would list a chart of symptoms that suggest that you might as a consumer need attention. Nearly everyone alive would identify with two or more of the symptoms. Let's see how words convert to the physical. You're driving down the road in your word-made vehicle, and your radio is discussing a dreaded disease. You can relate to a couple of the listed signs that suggest you may have a problem. You are alarmed. You buy into it. For example, let's suppose the dreaded disease is cancer. Immediately, your brain produces messengers called neuropeptides, which are dispatched to the immune cells at around 200 miles per hour. The immune cells have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors, which are locked shut. Only the neuropeptide has the key that opens the door, which gives the word message it carries access to the immune system. Simultaneously, billions of immune cells have their doors thrown open, and the neuropeptide shouts, Bad, bad news! You have cancer! You're going to die! Woe is me! What will happen to my family? Etc., etc. 
The body immediately begins to react to the words it hears literally at the cell level. Now the nocebo effect enters the equation and the spiraling down continues. How could mere men, writing thousands of years ago, have recorded these marvelous truths that today's sophisticated scientists have just begun to understand? The answer should be obvious. Holy men of God wrote as instructed by the Creator Himself. This feature is just another proof that God is, and that He authored the Holy Scriptures and will hold all men accountable at a soon-coming judgment day. Words. Just words. God said, Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. God said, James chapter 3, verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. God said, Hebrews 11:3, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Psalms chapter 50, verse 1, The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken, and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Man said, The scriptures are not to be taken literally or viewed as inerrant. They are open to anyone's interpretation. Now you have the record.